0: Happy Friday, theatre lovers. This week's guest is Paul Scusa. I really like saying that last name. Paul is a passionate dude who speaks highly of his family, music, and fitness. We chat about how his music career evolved from being a rock star musician to a rock star thespian, the joys of playing the heel in a show, and what his exciting future theatre plans look like. On with the show. So welcome, Paul Scusa. Scusa, scusa, <laughs> to sarnia famous thank you so much for being willing to be here today william friggin shakespeare in the house
1: yeah I, I will answer to i will answer to either or okay. uh, so <laughs> thank you for having me yeah very excited to to be here honored i've, I've listened to the podcast with a few of your past guests people i know through, through the community and uh yeah it's, it's, it's cool to now be in that spot
0: Thank you. I am very flattered, and I can already feel my cheeks starting to burn. So, and it, when I get complimented, I end up with verbal diarrhea. So, uh, just prepare yourself. Anyway, oh,
1: we'll get along just fine. <laughs> I tend to uh, to kind of ramble on. So, same Excellent. thing. If I start rambling, just you can pull me back at any time.
0: Okay, but thank you. We'll do that for each other. So, um, <laughs> so birthday buddies. We have the same birthday. <laughs> Which is kind of fun. We share that with uh, Mr. Donald Trump, which is the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so I thought that was kind of cool, and I saw that we had the same birthday.
1: There you go. So now you can yeah have another person. That's <laughs> not just the Trump I know. People yeah. have, since twenty sixteen, that's been like the, oh same birthday yeah. It's like yeah yeah so we're trying to kick do. him out.
0: We're trying to kick him <laughs> yeah. out of that birthday. It's not going through. But yeah, so exciting. Like, so. Something Rotten, if I'm not mistaken, was that your first show?
1: It was. I mean, I did a show back in high school
0: mm-hmm.
1: that wasn't really even a full production. It was kind of a greatest hits. My music teacher that taught at my high school for 30 years retired that year, my senior year of high school, and I hadn't done any shows prior to that, but I, I took drama throughout high school, and my drama teacher said, hey, why don't you be in the show? We're going to do like a greatest hits or you know, songs from all the shows he had been the music director for, so Grease and joseph and jesus christ superstar and a bunch of really fun shows so i did uh, a few numbers in that show but i almost don't really count it so something rotten would be i would say my first big production for sure and it was a pretty special show to be the intro to this wonderful world of music theater yeah had a really fun time it was a blast and yeah it's it's almost like ah it's it's been a month now i think since yeah final show and it's still I still find myself like singing the songs and (laughs) texting people from the cast like, like little inside jokes like we're you know so yeah it was it was a really good experience on all accounts
0: awesome so you're still kind of riding that high so how did that come about then that you auditioned and decided to get involved
1: well last spring my brother does music theater in Georgetown Ontario and with all of the shutdowns and COVID restrictions, he started doing with his theater group a virtual monthly program where you'd he'd ha- he'd have people, you know, uh, from music theater on and they'd sing a song from a show that they liked. And, you know, it was just a nice little kind of, OK, it was still live. So it had that feel, although it was virtual. But it was just kind of a nice way for people to, you know, to stay involved in, in theater. And although I didn't have a theater background, he said, hey, do you want to come on the program? And I think he was in like months you know, nine or ten at this point, so he was probably, as I joked with you, like, okay, he's, you know, maybe he's run out of people to, to get on here, so he's reaching down <laughs> to the bottom of the barrel, so he, he asked his little brother to, to come on and maybe sing a song or two, so I said, all right, sure, I'll do uh, I'll do a couple songs, so I played Pinball Wizard from the musical Tommy, the rock opera, which was a show and, and album that my brother and I knew when we were little from our mm-hmm. parents, you know, playing some of the music, so... So it was kind of a nice little experience for me to sing to and play guitar on his program. And then right around that same time, Theater Sarnia was taking auditions for their summer concert series. So I had this video of me playing Pinball Wizard that I kind of used for my audition for the summer concert series with uh, Broadway Jukebox. And yeah, got the call that they invited me to be in that show. And I think originally it was supposed to be a virtual show as well, but then things started opening up and we moved it to an outdoor show so we did it right in front of the theater uh in august and i performed uh pinball wizard for yeah for the summer concert Broadway jukebox show which was a fun experience and yeah met a few people through that taylor Hartwick, my friend uh reached out to me after that show and said hey i think that you might be interested in the show something rotten that's coming up auditions are coming up check out the music for it i hadn't heard of something rotten checked it out and you know thought oh this is this is pretty neat. This is a, a really cool rock and show. Obviously, the Shakespeare, Shakespeare role was immediate interest to me, and you know, willpower listening to that song. I was like, yeah, listened to it a few times, and said to myself, yeah, I think, I think I can do this. So uh, let's let's give it a shot. Let's go for auditions, and that was back in November that we had auditions for Something Rotten, which were even you know in that kind of high pressure situation. It was it was a blast just for me to be in that environment. Like, wow callbacks you know to be in a room with all that talent I remember thinking to myself like this is this is really cool and just seeing the level of quality from all of uh, my peers I was really humbled to get uh, to get the call to be in the show and so yeah was happy I, I did that but that's kind of the, uh, the long again long-winded way that I got around to auditioning for for something rotten.
0: I did not find that long winded at all. Don't worry. Just to wait. I'll get going, and then you'll be like, "Oh, that's what long winded is." Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: all right. Um,
0: but uh, so then uh, I was mistaken. So technically, you did do a show in the summer series, so it wasn't your very very first time. Which, because I was thinking, like, "Holy holy crap!" To be uh, to be Shakespeare is like your first first go at it would be pretty scary. But it's good that you had that little summer series kind of exposure. Yeah. yeah,
1: and I played in a band for years, which I oh, okay. you know I tell people that I'm not a total stranger to mm. performance and you know live music because I I did play in a rock band all you know pretty much throughout high school and university. So I was I was on the stage, but just not in a uh, in a musical environment. But still very yeah familiar with that you know being up in front of people.
0: So is that, did you derive from that experience for that kind of rock star persona for William Shakespeare?
1: Uh, well, I didn't have that persona back when I played in the band. I no. Know, <laughs> so much. But I played the bass, you know, it wasn't really quite the, you know, the frontman man uh, type, traditional rock star uh, type personality. But I did, you know, dance around the stage and headbang. It was heavier music, but it it did, it did help for sure being in that kind of. Very upbeat, rocking performance like a song like "Willpower" is, you know. So it, it was it was different for sure because you know I wasn't wearing <laughs> all leather and you know doing the hip thrusting as much <laughs> as as I did for something Rod. And it was more like head banging kind of music. But uh, there's there's some crossover for sure, and it, it it helps with just the overall I think confidence level on stage
0: for sure <laughs> that, that <laughs> costume was fantastic though was that one of the costumes that was borrowed from stratford or was
1: yeah i believe uh most of my jackets the one i wore for the opening scene the one i wore for willpower were from stratford they designed the one i wore for hard to Be the Bard, where they tore off the sleeves oh
0: yeah okay
1: so that that was i think yeah in-house designed by erica i believe in the costume team and then obviously the the elaborate costumes for my disguise toby and then the final scene there uh, or one of the final scenes for make an omelet when i come out as the king something rotten make an omelet and a big king costume that's i believe a stratford costume as well because they're yeah we did have to alter them a little bit uh or the, the costume team i should say uh, because i had to switch into a costume mid-song in hard to be the bird And to step into the legs, it wasn't working. I couldn't get it on in time. So they had to kind of open up the legs a little bit, make some alterations, but it worked out in the end.
0: It's kind of incredible what the costume people can put together. I marvel at that. Um, So then, saying that. Yeah. Just you mentioned that you had a couple of different mini characters in Something Rotten. Did you work on different types of characters? Like, did you create kind of a story for each one or were. Did it kind of happen organically or how did you kind of flesh out those characters and and Shakespeare, like that whole process, your characterization process?
1: Uh, Yeah, that's, that's a good question. I mean, right away, my first question was, okay, how am I going to learn one, not not one, but two accents because Shakespeare (laughs) has traditional British accent. And then Toby, his undercover clever disguise has more of a York accent and uh, yeah I didn't really know how to do that so I kind of just tried a few different things but I was I was more focused on the you know the Shakespeare accent being the primary role but having to do Toby and having to do that York accent was something that I kind of thought all right how would he want to make this sound different enough that they know it's it's not him so I just you know tried to put a little bit more a little more grit under the voice and make it sound a little more dirty if you will where Shakespeare a bit more You know fancy pretty boy accent where uh toby was a bit more you know uh yeah a little rough around the edges i guess i I, i'm not even gonna do them now because i'm I'm still not confident in in my accents but my biggest thing was i need to make them at least stand out so they didn't start to blend together so i knew that okay for shakespeare i'm over here for toby i'm over here so there's no chance for me going in and out of accents which happens sometimes and you know rehearsals and stuff like i would kind of catch myself like oh but no for shakespeare uh, the character, <laughs> some people that know me tell me like, oh, that's a really good fit for you. Oh. And I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> funny you say Can that. I? Like, Why do you say? <laughs> um, I don't think I'm like that in real life, but I guess I'm, I'm familiar with that persona. Just growing up, uh, having an appreciation for more the heel, villain type characters uh, in, in film. I always joke that, you know, I, I grew up a big pro, uh, professional wrestling fan and uh, my friends who... You know we're wrestling fans growing up and still some of us you know we we don't watch as close anymore but we still joke about it and have all of our you know stories from when we were younger and we all, all these characters we grew up watching so my friends who aren't really big music theater fans were asking me like all right what's the show about and i kind of to some of them to relate it to wrestling said like well shakespeare he's kind of like the heel of the play like you know he's a little clever uh with how he goes about you know infiltrating the you know, the Nick and Nigel Bottom camp and stealing their work. But, you know, he's also like very cocky, arrogant, huge ego. You know, the the ladies love him. The guys want to be him kind of uh, <laughs> personality. Or, or at least he thinks that, right? Not not all people love him, as our friend Nick Bottom illustrates very well in the song Gotta Hate Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he doesn't have... But, I mean, that's the beauty of the character is, you know, he's so well-loved by so many that other people just hate him because he's so admired uh but he as the lyric goes in willpower he adores the adoration and I just tried to really yeah go into that place uh and and let it all out there and you know Jackie was even saying to me, like are you comfortable doing like a little butt wiggle or these kind of things <laughs> <laughs> and, I like, and I said yes yes I'm all in like uh, I'm gonna go over the top because why not like you know this isn't a character where you go halfway as most characters aren't, but uh, definitely with this one, I wanted to make sure that he was just really, uh, you know, you could hear him from the back row, you could see him from the from the nosebleeds, like just that big spark. Yeah, with Toby was more of like, okay, just he doesn't need to be anything too flashy. Just he's a, a bit of the comedy relief there in some of the scenes when they're, you know, trying to argue over the over the the script and he's trying to steal the pages, just kind of you know have a little bit of a a comedy vibe to it, but also just be sneaky too and kind of we i mean both characters are sneaky weasley type characters and yeah so i don't even know if that answered your question it did uh, it, it yeah <laughs> it totally
0: did you're doing great so then to learn your lines i'm especially curious given that you have a musical background and i love learning how everybody goes about learning lines because that's like the most miserable part of a play uh how did you how did you learn your lines
1: lyrics or script any or of it
0: all, all of it yeah I'm a repetition
1: person by nature. I need to do something, you know, probably more than average to, to really feel confident with it. Um, the songs, I just listened to like crazy. Like I would listen to them on my way to work, home from work, and it's a short drive. So for a while it was like, yeah, yeah all I listened to for a few weeks getting ready for auditions. And then once they were in there, I felt pretty confident with it. I just kind of kept up with it. I would listen to the songs regularly until we started rehearsals. And the songs you know, I was able to memorize a little easier because mm-hmm. I could play the soundtrack and sing along to them. And, you know, it was even to a point where I'd have it on, you know, the the kitchen as I made breakfast or whatever. Got to a point where, like, my daughter, who's three years old, was singing along and requesting to hear, you know, a musical and willpower. Like, she, she knows the words and it's funny. I have she little videos good. of her. Oh, yeah. It's like she's adorable singing these <laughs> lyrics that are Sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't know if this is appropriate for three-year-old, <laughs> know, but she doesn't know any better, so um, it's all good. And then, yeah, the script, I, I, that was a little tougher for me because I, I didn't always have somebody to read with. I mean, again, as talented as as I think my daughter will be, like, I wasn't able to do scenes with her, So, and uh, my wife's busy with uh, you know a newborn, or at the time was, so it's like, okay, I just had to really read it, and I watched some of the live production
0: mm-hmm.
1: that was on YouTube, which wasn't a exactly word for word with the script that we had, but at least it was close enough to give me a feel for, okay, when's my cue to say this line? Okay, here's where I come in after he or she says something. So I'd watch that as well and watch all the, the Shakespeare scenes to, to just get a feel for it. And then, yeah, and then at uh, rehearsals, I would just you know try and do it if I could without uh, the paper in front of me. I, I try and get off the paper as quick as I can because I don't feel like when I'm reading, uh, I can be as animated. And then it just messes with my confidence. So when I'm reading off the paper, and then if I fumble a word, and then it just throws me right off. So the quicker I can memorize things, the better. But that means that I have to go with a lot of repetition uh, to get it down. And yeah, repetition, repetition. I do it for other things in life too. I mean, I'm a person that works at a gym and has been around gyms for years and years. So it's reps, it's just the same thing as you know doing certain exercises. You just gotta do it over and over until you really get in a good place.
0: Okay, then it becomes um, muscle memory kind of thing.
1: Exactly.
0: So with little ones at home, uh, music is often something that you incorporate around the house? Or was this just because of the show?
1: Yeah, no, we we love music. My wife and I, I try and play music when I can. You know, if there's not kids sleeping, I'll, (laughs) I'll, I'll play it loud. If they are sleeping, I'll put my headphones in. I mean, yeah, I've, I've loved music my whole life. You know, I've played music for a while now, since I was 12, 13. I've played the guitar, bass guitar. Mm-hmm. More just casually now. I don't play, you know, or write anything or do any performances other than occasional, yeah, I'll record a song here and there. But, yeah, it's it's just something that we like having around in the kitchen or, you know, as we're kind of outside in the backyard, maybe have some music on. Yeah, it's just, it's just fun energy, right, to add to mm-hmm. the experience and now again especially because my daughter's uh very you know has a a good vocabulary very uh social so now for her to like actually be interested in singing songs Mm -hmm. is is really neat you know because when she was little she would kind of dance around and stuff and now she you know she memorizes the words and 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 makes requests. So I'll go and play DJ and say, what do you want to hear? And she'll say, I want to hear whatever, Moana or, you know, uh, something from Mulan. Like she loves all the Disneys, uh, but also she likes Elton John and she likes, uh, you know, some, yeah, some, some really good music. So that's, that's cool that, you know, she's now sharing that experience with, you know, my wife and I and my brother and my friends who, you know, we all have our, our passion for, for music, right. And our favorite bands. And now she's coming into that. So, yeah, the, as much as we can have it on, it's it's always fun.
0: So do you think she shows potential for getting up on the stage as she gets a little bit older?
1: Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> funny story, this past weekend, my, my dad came up from Windsor, where I'm from. He still lives there, and he helped me build a little porch in my backyard. And when we finished it, she went up there, and she says, this is like a stage. <laughs> Cute. and she started so she started singing and we started dancing up there on this little porch And <laughs>
0: she said that that's uh,
1: yeah her stage now so uh i'll happily go along with it uh, <laughs> for sure
0: yeah she'll put on some shows for you guys hopefully
1: yeah she Cute. she likes to get up there and i think she has that maybe extrovert uh personality that i have uh, that she'll, she'll probably be okay with being in front of people and She's a little shy when she first meets somebody, but eventually when she opens up, she's right into it. And, she warms up? Yeah. Uh,
0: so you said something about recording songs. Every once in a while, I record songs, I think is what you said. So tell me more about that.
1: Yeah, not, don't get too excited. It's, uh, <laughs> okay. It's just me on my phone. Like I'm not going into a studio or anything. <laughs> it's just doing a cover of a song that I'm into. You know, if, if I hear a song that I really... Start to obsess over sometimes i'll try and take it to the guitar and be like okay i want to see if i can pull this off on the guitar and i'll obviously i'll learn the learn the chords i'm not a great guitar player by any means but i can navigate through the basic chords i might have to dumb the song down a little bit to make it acoustic friendly uh, and to be able to sing along with it but if i really have that song stuck in my head i'll try and do a cover of it i haven't done a ton but in the past. Two years, I guess. Yeah, since the pandemic hit, uh, I started playing a bit more guitar because when things were slowed right down, what else can you do? So, Why not? Okay, yeah. play, play some music. So I started playing some some songs again on the guitar, and yeah, I don't I don't really write anything. But I have a little bit, you know, in the past, I've tried to mess around and write some stuff. But I prefer just, yeah, playing other people's songs, maybe putting my own twist on them. So yeah, I I would play, you know, rock songs, and then you know, some music theater songs, if I could learn some songs from that, or, you know, Disney songs to sing with my daughter. Yeah, last year, around this time, or maybe spring, also a part of that virtual show I did for uh, my brother's music theater virtual program. I did uh, Alexander Hamilton on acoustic, so I played and performed that, and I started obsessing over Hamilton, as people do, and learned about five or six songs on the guitar. So it's a little different because it's on a guitar instead of, you know, keys. But yeah, I'm able to do my own version of uh, some Hamilton songs, which is nice. been fun. So I have some some recordings of those that, you know, I share with a friend or two or, you know, uh, my brother. But uh, yeah, I haven't put anything out, like, you know, on the main live stream. The, the most recent one, I guess, would be I did the acoustic cover of Hard to Be the Bard to help promote something rotten. So I threw that over to Ian uh, at the, at the theater, and then he he put it up on the on the social channels, and and that was it was kind of fun just to yeah to put that up there and just give people a little a little sample of the show before we went on to the run. Um, mm-hmm. But that kind of thing, like that's that's what I'll do. I'll just kind of hit record on my phone, see if I can jam a song uh, without messing up, and then be like, okay, cool. It's in the archives. If I ever want to do anything with it, it's there.
0: So it's almost like a way to get the song out of your head.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's funny you say that because. As I mentioned, like, it'll be stuck in my head. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> got to exercise that demon, uh, put it, yeah, put it down on the guitar, sing it, and then I'll feel like, okay, now I can maybe move on from it.
0: I mean, I get, I get all kinds of songs stuck into my head, but I'm never inclined to, to record it. So, and I guess I was going to ask you if you had like a YouTube channel or something like that, that I could plug for you, but doesn't sound like you're, you're quite there yet. Maybe someday. No.
1: Uh, yeah, maybe someday. I mean, I have the songs, if ever, to flip that switch, I guess I could, you know, throw... uh, It's not more than than 10, but uh, it's something that if I ever decide, like, ah, what the hell, put it up there, some people would get a kick out of it. Yeah, certainly wouldn't expect uh, anything to go viral, but...
0: (laughs) It's still, 10 songs is, like, to me, that's an achievement, because I can't even really sing, so... Like, God oh, I don't you. believe me. <laughs> uh, uh, my, my uh, the only people that really people the only sentient beings that have ever really heard me saying are my cats uh, so we, we'll never really know um, <laughs> but I, I think it, it was a, a great layer of promoting for the show though having that recording of the song so maybe this little archive of songs you can use for for future shows. Do you
1: have any any hopes or plans for more shows? For, uh, for more performances in general or for more musicals? Anything.
0: Just... Whatever your heart desires.
1: Well, uh, I guess I can go public with this now because it was just released on the social channels. Wow. But Beauty and the Beast is coming up in November. Peter Sarnia is putting on the show and Jackie's directing. And I auditioned for the role of Gaston and got the call sunday hey! night that I'll be,
0: uh, oh this fun. 2022
1: beauty and the beast version i'll be playing gaston which is pretty awesome because, that is awesome uh, been a role that i've enjoyed my whole life right since i was a little kid when Beauty and the beast the disney version came out i was probably i guess i would have been around five years old so i I've, I've known yeah i've known the show for for years and even you know going up through high school and university like i always thought like that would be a really cool role to play my high school put it on the year after i left mm. which was a bummer i went back to see it and i was just like damn like i would love to you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. play that role kind of like that one of those dream roles mm-hmm. uh and i don't have many because i you know wasn't a huge music theater guy i, I knew you know some of the classics greece and Beauty and the Beast and you know, uh, Phantom and these these kind of shows I was familiar with. Chicago I saw when I was in high school and then I've seen shows, you know, in Toronto and, and things like that. But this is probably as close to a dream role as, you know, as it gets for me. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that just went official on the uh the facebook page earlier today so i guess i can share that that's so
0: awesome i hadn't seen it i love that i got to hear it from you i i think if i was a fella that would be the role that i would want for sure i think that's a fun one Uh, i'm excited for you that's awesome
1: how can you again i get to be over the top
0: (laughs) a few similarities to to (laughs)
1: your character i get to you know have a huge over the top ego personality Uh, i get to Drink on stage, flex on stage, <laughs> flirt with girls. Yeah. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's it's again it's an awesome cast. Yeah, you'll you'll see the uh, yeah, the update that's I'm sure. Look.
0: That's so exciting. Yeah, I, uh, playing the villain is the, the that's the where it's at.
1: That's where it's at, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so excited for you. That's awesome. That's so awesome. When do you guys start up with your rehearsals and stuff? Uh,
1: rehearsals start late August. and then the show runs uh, I believe the last two weeks in November it'll come fast I mean Mm -hmm. it's nice that we'll have you know the summer to kind of just go through the early preparation but then come you know late August and September we'll start you know getting back in there and in the rehearsal space and getting ready for another big production right it's going to be another one of those shows similar to something Rod and I imagine Uh, again not that I have much experience but again the big costumes and uh, the big set lots of different really full numbers where you got uh, a lot of a lot of folks doing the thing so it'll be yeah it'll be fun to be a part of this experience something rotten was a high bar for me i feel like for for that to be the the first show i was like wow like how am i gonna do any more shows like but hey here's an opportunity to yeah potentially (laughs) raise the bar you know in a in a dream role uh type character so pretty excited for sure it's it's funny again sharing the news with some friends. I, I couldn't go public with it obviously until today because you know they want to get that official announcement mm-hmm. out but we were allowed to you know share it with our yep. families and close friends so everyone I told again was like oh really you're Gaston okay. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: hey thanks so guys. I'm like, <laughs>
1: I'm like oh I guess I have a neck. actually Chris who was in Something Rotten and he's in Beauty and the Beast as Lumiere uh, said to me at auditions after I performed me gaston song he's like yeah you really have a good knack for uh for playing jerks or something along this line
0: <laughs> Thank I'm you. like i guess
1: so yeah thanks <laughs> the shoe fits i try and yeah not let that carry over to my real life personality but i guess i'll let everybody else be the judge and
0: Sounds yeah. like some some uh, kind hearted ribbing baby. Yeah.
1: Exactly. But you can like you said you can appreciate the villain, right? You were oh, yeah. <laughs> the wicked witch of the West. I mean, that's an iconic villain role. So
0: Yeah, I love it. I love being the bad guy. It's just so much more fun. Um, I think so for me, being someone like the Wicked Witch, to me it felt almost almost cathartic. Like I got to be Bad because you're not allowed to be bad in in real life, so it's right. um, there's there's definitely like a I don't know like I say a cathartic release. Do you feel like maybe that's similar for you getting to be the bad guy on stage?
1: I think so uh, because it's one of those rules where you know you watch movies and uh, or any kind of live entertainment, whether it be theater or like I mentioned wrestling, and as much as you know you want to hate. The bad guy, sometimes like, oh, but like they're kind of cool.
0: I kind of like them. Or
1: or they're really, or they're clever or they have something, they have some kind of quality that kind of pulls you in. And it gets to a point where like, oh, like they're, they're just so, you know, like they're so bad, they're cool. And I mean, that's, (laughs) that's something that's been, been going on for a long time, right? Mm -hmm. Like the bad boy, uh, has, has great appeal to a lot of people, right? And Mm -hmm. some people might really hate that, but that's, that's good. You want people. So like, oh, if they're booing you if they're if they're really charged up just because you're acting a certain way. Like, you know, like you got them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, that's that's your job. Your job is to make them uh, want to hate you or uh, appreciate you so much that they're like, oh, like, this, this is great. I love how they're so bad and so cool. So I think it's an interesting dynamic where. When you grow up obviously you root for the good guy and when you're when you're young i should say and you know you you gravitate more towards the hero and then you want to see that classic ending of the good guy winning which i still enjoy you know a a nice happy ending i i I do but at the same time when you get a really good villain you know whether it be uh the joker and batman you know or bane you know i'm a big batman fan or you know an iconic type villain like you know darth vader like Mm -hmm. you know like people also kind of root for those guys as well because they're just so yeah they're just so appealing for for different reasons but as you mentioned yeah you can kind of let loose too because you know that like uh, yeah i can never act like this in real life (laughs) i mean but that's an outlet where you can like all right i can go and let it out in the performance for sure
0: have you so talking about like the reaction from people? Did you get any kind of like people coming up to you after the show, or um, letters from people in the audience, or anything like that? I remember seeing one, yeah. uh, one post, the shorty post. Somebody had written like, "Why is why is Shakespeare a shorty?" or something yeah. like that. <laughs>
1: that so yeah, um, that that was I mean, when you said letters. I was like, wait. Have you like like handwritten letters like I didn't get anything that cool but. I didn't
0: I didn't I've but, heard people that have um, really? I personally have not um, I think oh, uh, um, Metzler Ryan Metzler he had gotten uh, <laughs> a letter when he did exit laughing because he does the strip thing oh, yeah? in it and it yeah. was uh, a senior lady that had written to him, which is so
1: awesome oh I'm not but, at that I'm not at that
0: level I'll have to let him know that
1: he's yeah he's in a, a league of his own I I <laughs> Didn't get any handwritten letters, because uh, that's really cool. But I did get a, a lot of very nice feedback from all different sorts of folks. Family that I haven't seen in a long time. Uh, we're able to make it out to the show, whether it be people I know from, from the Sarnia area, friends. Whether it be people that I know from work, some colleagues. Uh, we're very supportive coming out to the show. And then people I work at the Y, where you know there's a lot of members that know me as the Y guy. right? I'm the manager mm-hmm. of the, the Sarnia YMCA. So I, I meet all kinds of different people through work and a lot of them came to the show. Some of them knew I was in the show, some of them didn't. So they were surprised to see me up there all of a sudden <laughs> like, oh, whoa, that's,
0: I know that guy. guy. Yeah.
1: So then seeing them the next week at work, uh, they're like, hey, great show. Like went out of their way to, to tell me how much they enjoyed nice. the show and, and my performance, you know, knowing me, it was, it was really cool for them to say like, hey, like, yeah, you did a really awesome job up there and, and kind of. Give me that, like, oh, like I didn't know you had that in you. kind yeah. of, uh, Yeah. So that was kind of neat to just surprise people a little bit. And just, yeah, to get to get really good feedback, I mean, for the whole show was, was awesome. Because people came up to me and said, multiple people said, I've seen shows in New York and Toronto, and that show was as good as anything I've ever seen. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to the talent of the cast, the singing, the set, the costumes, uh, uh, the leadership, right? Like, everything was done really well. And that that as much as I like, you know, personal feedback about about my stuff, I, I'm a, I'm a team guy, so I mean, for them to, to share that, like, hey, and I would pass that along to they're like, Oh yeah, the guy who played Nick Bottom, like he was awesome. So, you know, I send Brent a text like, Hey, my buddy from Windsor said you were great or stuff like that. I get to share that or like, Oh, the, the girls were so hilarious, Porsche and B. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I let Taylor and, and Aaron know that. So yeah, it was pretty fun, uh, to get to get some some really nice what I felt was genuine, like, you know, people didn't need to tell me that, especially, you know, maybe my mom uh, right. but like, you know, or my wife or, you know, a few family members, but like other people that, you know, I, I don't know too well, but I just kind of would know through town or through friends were like, yeah, but that was really well done, man. So, uh, so that was nice. And I got a few emails as well from, from people that I know that uh, said like, yeah, really impressed and yeah, just added to the experience for me, like, you know, to, to get that feedback afterwards was was really great. Obviously, to hear the live applause is yeah. is, is where you want to be. But to get the feedback after, after. Uh, is even <laughs> yesterday at the desk uh, where I work, someone came up and asked the question, and then kind of looked at me and said, "Were you in something rotten, Shakespeare?" I said, "Yeah, that was me." So, "Oh, hey, that was awesome." So, you know, it's it's still going. Uh, luckily, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna milk it as long as.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> for sure for sure like you said though they they don't have to say that they don't have to go out of their way and that uh, when it comes from people who do go out of their way to say something even just something small it feels pretty good it's like okay maybe I did something great because they didn't have to take that time uh, it yeah. is a good feeling though <laughs> that the the feedback and of course the applause at the end
1: yeah that's the feeling you that keeps it coming back right yeah
0: exactly exactly so with a brother doing the musical theater stuff, so was, was theater and music, was that a part of your house when you were growing up?
1: Uh, music, definitely. Theater, I mean, not, not a ton. I mean, we, we saw more kind of, you know, the, the movie version of you know, Greece. Or, you know, other other musicals, we'd see, like, Sound of Music and stuff like that. We didn't go to a ton of musicals as, as kids, but, you know, we, we did occasional occasionally. But, yeah, it wasn't until recently that he got into it in his hometown. Uh, because, yeah, we were always playing playing music uh, growing up, though. Like, yeah, from, from a young age, we both played music and played in bands. He played in bands. And then him and I played in a band together uh, for about seven years. Oh, wow. And then... Uh, when that finished, he, you know, we were living in different cities, but he kept writing and kept playing and I kind of, you know, played more for fun, but every so often we'd get together and and jam, but you know, nothing, nothing too major. So I think he shifted towards music theater to kind of fill that, maybe fill that void, uh, with not having the, the live music performances that we were doing for so long and he really enjoyed it. And, um, yeah, kind of invited me to like, check that out and I'm glad yeah I'm glad I did uh, because it's it's pretty cool so uh, I mean yeah weren't, weren't into it so much growing up but always appreciated it always enjoyed um, the whole production of, of you know the, the show whether it be a live rock show because you know we, we like bands that have the big stage show right you know a lot of heavy metal or rock bands like they they have the, the pyro, they have the big costume, wardrobe changes, stuff like that, you know, the big set on stage. So appreciating the big production was never foreign to us. But, you know, now just seeing it in more of the traditional musical uh, atmosphere is, is somewhat new uh, for me. But it's, it's fun.
0: So seven years, you said you played in a band with your brother. What was that? What was that like? I'm just thinking of my own siblings and like, could I? Could I do that? I don't know.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, we we've always gotten along really well since we were young. Just shared a lot of the same interests, right? Played the same sports. I'm a little younger, but was always kind of following him uh, with certain things. But yeah, it was it was it was awesome to share that with him and get on stage together. Because he played in bands when I was still young. He was five years older. He played in bands when I was only twelve, thirteen. He was seventeen, eighteen. You know, kind of the cool older brother that was playing in these rock bands and playing in shows at bars and stuff like that. So I would go, you know, as an underager. You know to, to just watch the show and obviously not participate in any of the other uh <laughs> bar activities but i would see the show as a young man and be like wow this is so cool so then when i was about 17 he was getting a new band going and said hey like why don't you come play bass and i said all right let's do it so we started playing some shows and kept rolling with that for a while played uh, all over windsor area um into the states a little bit up around the gta a little bit even around you know ontario even a couple shows around montreal area so like we we traveled around a couple hundred shows under the belt and met a lot of awesome people other you know musicians from windsor and from all over other bands that you know we became really good friends with and you know the other guys in our band you, you form that special bond. I mean, yeah, my brother and I have always been tight, but even being in the same band made us that much tighter because we're spending so much time together, right? Mm-hmm. Rehearsing a couple nights a week, playing shows most weekends. Every Friday, Saturday night would be playing shows in our hometown or, you know, traveling to London or Toronto area or something like that to play some shows or Michigan area. So, yeah, it was fun. I mean, yeah, everyone has their differences now and again, and you get especially when you involve some alcohol. <laughs> things can get you know okay a little bit <laughs> aggressive you know and playing loud music drinking some some booze but no it's 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 all good and yeah we have a really good relationship so
0: that's awesome grateful for that yeah that's great i uh see we're already getting to that point where my laptop could spontaneously combust so I usually try to keep some space at the end of the episode to give the guest an opportunity to plug anything or bring awareness to anything. It could be a side hustle. It could be, you know, a charity, an Etsy page, anything at all. It doesn't have to be theater related. Just consider this a little, you know, soapbox to talk about anything you want.
1: Ooh, that's yeah. No pressure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. Um, I mean.
0: I've chatted with
1: a few uh, people from the Something Rotten show recently, and even when you're going through auditions, it's just about fitness, because that's an area I've spent a lot of time in. That's another area that um, I just grew up, you know, always playing sports, and then you know, going to gyms from age 13, so, you know, we're going over 20 years now, just being very familiar with that, whereas, you know, some people I met through the shows weren't super familiar with, you know, like, okay, I want to get healthy, but, you know, is this a good program, or, you know, what what do you think about this? Because they, you know, got to know me a little bit and what I do. So yeah, I've talked to a few people that, you know, I now lucky to to call friends about, you know, some some fitness goals and things like that. So I'm always promoting healthy, active lifestyle and it can mean so many different things. I mean, I I like the you know, traditional kind of strength training is my go-to, but whether it's, you know, cycling, running, swimming, walking, playing a sport, lifting weights, doing a group class, Of any kind i just think it's yeah it's really important and can keep you not only physically fit but it's really doing wonders these days i think for people's mental health because people Mm -hmm. need that so much uh they need you know that that release and physical activity can can really do that i think it's the closest thing to you know uh, a miracle drug because you can just check so many boxes in, in terms of your physical needs but also socially if you're doing it with some friends or you know a partner whatever and then just mentally like I feel exponentially better after I do something you know physically active whether it's workout run yeah and and these days I find that it's more I'm doing it more for mental health than than physical health sometimes so I can only recommend that uh, as a an area for people if they're if they're not sure where to start there are people around that I'm sure you can reach out to there's so many resources these days online resources in person resources so many different options you know you can pay a lot of money or you can go on a budget and do it for pretty much nothing so there's so many ways you can get yourself healthy so I'm I'm a big advocate of that and I have been for a long time and I will be till I drop so I think that if there's one thing I can yeah uh, encourage people to do is to yeah look after themselves if you're a healthier person it's just going to be better for you know for everybody in in your world so um, yeah there's there's Fun charities to check out obviously I, I work for a charity. So if anybody wants to uh, Look at the why I mean, it's not just the gym. We we subsidize memberships for low-income folks that can't pay full fee So we don't want to turn them away from financial barriers So uh, and then we do things like right now we have a campaign going to get get more kids in summer camp It's called fill the bus. So basically people can donate and for every $150 raised, we send another kid to camp for a week to experience, you know, a fun week of camp and social and physical fun activities with friends awesome. and build those build those lifelong memories. So, uh, yeah, that's, I guess, my, again, long-winded plug for physical activity and getting more people healthy.
0: Not long-winded at all. I had a question and then you answered it. And then I wrote another question out and then you answered it. So it's perfect. So thank you very much for being willing to be here today and and have a little chat with me it means a lot to me and i sincerely appreciate it
1: so... thank you so much that was a fun conversation and yeah i always look forward to hearing the shows um thank you. I, I haven't listened to all of them but it's it's been fun to, to listen to some of these podcasts over the last few months and it's exciting to now be yeah in in the spot of uh the person you're interviewing so thanks so much i, I had a good time chatting with you
0: thank you so yeah you're you're starting to famous now so uh Um, so so flattered that you've listened to the show at all anyway thank you um have a wonderful afternoon and hopefully we'll do a show together someday maybe hey uh, maybe (laughs) hey that would be awesome so okay fingers crossed yep exactly okay see ya thanks dallas see ya okay kids that's it for this week thanks for listening next week's guest is daryl heater see you then